getting paid by the hour and over by the minute. My boss just pushed me over the limit. I like to call him something. I think I'll just call it a day. Jackson there, Mike. Some of your favourite stuff. Good, Alan. Jackson is always good news, my friend. Always good news. Like, like some of that rubbish that Yogi wants you to play all the time. Or some of that rubbish you like to play. Don't just throw him under the bus. Throw Yogi under the bus. I'll throw you under the bus too, mate. You keep doing that acoustic stuff oh, on you, a Sunday. We're going to have to have words. You love it. You love yeah, it. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Righto, Mike. you got a guest. We've got a guest, Mr. Daniel DeBono from the E 
HEJ Club of Victoria, soon to be in the EHEJ Club of New South Wales, is joining us from many, many miles away. We uh, we did sponsor an event at the All-State Run. We're going to find out who, who won the trophies, mate, and we're also going to find out a bit about what goes into uh, probably creating, building and restoring a historic car or going totally insane and dropping a V8 into an EJ Holden. So, yeah, there you go. Daniel, how are you, brother? I'm good, Mike. Thanks for the introduction there. So, <laughs> well, you're special. I know that. You're very special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah. That's the way it goes. So tell me, yeah. tell me, mate, what's uh, what's the story? What are you uh, what are you up to? Tell us about the All Street Run and tell us about uh, a bit about who you are and where you're from, etc. All right. So I'll start off with my self profile, I guess. And I've told told a few people to listen in tonight. So mm-hmm. if they want to, yeah, if they want to listen in and join in on the fun, they welcome to join in. Yep. Um, but yeah, just I'm just a guy who builds. Uh, shops and things, and just needs to needs to get away out in the cave out the back. So uh, <laughs> I've got a shed there, and I've just pretty much project managed the, the build of my my car with a lot of help from great friends and family and things like that. So yeah, it's um so we we just had a that that's a bit about me, um, mm-hmm. I guess. And well, tell us about your car, mate. What have you got? Yeah. Well, what I've got, I've got an EJ panel van, um, yeah. and we've decided to drop a, an LS into that with a, um, a five-speed gearbox out of a five-speed auto, that is, yeah. out of a VZ Commodore, um, brought it up to speed, uh, up to spec, and it runs and drives like a like a Commodore. We've got bigger brakes on the front, uh, disc brakes on the rear. Um, I'm actually running a Commodore front end as well. Um, yeah, so it's... It's quite modern, but it still looks, you could say, a resto mod. So you can cruise down the freeway, tow, tow a caravan, or just, you know, be reliable in modern fuels and that sort of stuff. So It certainly doesn't look the part, I know. I've been for a ride in it, I have. Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty flash-looking pretty, yeah. pretty flash car, I quite like it. I told him he could leave it in my shed if he wanted to, but he, he told me I needed to part with some cash for that to happen. So... Um, <laughs> yeah. We had, a, we had a few of them parked out the front there the other day after the All-State run, and there was a couple of them I wouldn't have mind being parked in the shed. None of them were too keen on handing me the keys. I don't know what the story is. Truck yeah, was very low. Yeah, yeah, very low, very low. So <laughs> we, we, we literally just had an All-State run in Barrel. Um, so me as a Victorian member, but I, I've moved back to New South Wales and kept my membership. Mm. And um, so that's why I'm a member of the Victorian Club. Um, and... Yeah, we went to this all-state running barrel, uh, which which we've been waiting for for five years to do one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. COVID. All right, so it was pretty it was close to home. Um, good, got to get there, get in, get amongst it. So we did. So the first first day you go in there, it runs over Easter. Yep. So the first first day you go there and you just meet and greet and talk to people and get your room set up and do what you do. So this particular event was held at the Mittagong RSL. Um, RSL Club and the and the, soul, uh, the springs next door, the accommodation. So that was pretty much headquarters. And the first first day we go out on a um, we do like a we went and done barefoot poles 
for the afternoon activity and we talk to other EH owners. It's not just about the car. The car is just the glue that brings us all together. We right. talk about all different things. Um, we might talk about friends, family. There might be family from different parts of Australia. But we always catch up every every two years. Yeah. So went to their barefoot bowls there in Barrel and uh, we got a hailstorm. Uh, a lot of our cars got damaged, 80 in fact. Yeah. Um, got hail damage, even mine with a with a uh, hail cover over top. So they were coming down pretty big. Yeah. Um, yeah. After that, then we were having, we had a, the next day we had breakfast in Barrel again. Um, like a, a morning tea breakfast, and then we usually go to different places around and do the touristy thing, like the Fragment Museum. Um, then we, those who were locals, decided to go do something different, so I went down to Barrow and just for a drive, and, and then we went to have a show and shine at the uh, the Vineyard Centennial Park. Yeah. And uh, that was a really good day, very cold. Um, their car on display for a day, where they, they walk around and judge all the cars. Um, there's, there's sponsors are there as well, where you guys had a, a flag up, they're sponsoring the radio station. We did. Thank um, you very much. Yeah. And that was, um, yeah, for sponsoring the, the, some trophies, um, they managed to get a, a, a flag for it. So, um, from there we went to, after that we go back for dinner. Uh, for the kids, to have a movie for the kids, the little ones. Um, and the food was really good. The whole weekend, you, you don't you pay your entry fee and yep. you cater for everything. The only thing you're going to do is turn up and pay put the petrol in your car. So it sounds like it was sounds like it was a lot of fun. So how many guys were there for the for the meeting, mate? So we had probably over uh, we had over 107. So 100, over 100. 107, 107 entries. So that's per car. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And you obviously did a bit of a bit of a drive around and a bit of a tour, etc. And was quite yeah. happy. What were these events that you were running? Now I know that we we sponsored the uh, the slalom event. Yes. So so what goes? What's the slalom event for my for my mate the tech guy who's got no clue? Okay. I'll throw you under the bus any time, Greg, yeah. no worries. You're leaving yourself open now for some ridicule. <laughs> oh, I am go um, on, just, go uh, on so I can be educated. Just, uh, okay, okay. <laughs> so what we do on the on the on the last day we go to um, we go to a racetrack. So yes. um, so we pick a local racetrack and then we take our cars through the paces, like as in, you know, steering, garaging, uh, like and spirit spud. Uh, and you've got to do them forwards, backwards. Um, we've also got the, the the go to woe, so the quickest time. So just, you line up and you put your car through the paces. Meanwhile, you just you take your time. It's all about having fun. You have different people in your car and take them on the track. And I, I, some some of us keep going round and round and round. That um, that brown van you saw, he broke an engine mount. Yeah, going round and round. So I'm not surprised. He doesn't drive it often. <laughs> so, that one. Um, yeah, the garaging event where you've got to back into the garage, go forward to another garage and, and then uh, go back again mm-hmm. and go forward and then back again, but also turning around. Uh, that's how I damaged my car. So um, I made it home, but but all good. So that's called garaging. Mm-hmm. You spear a spud. So you've got a passenger who's got to pick, drop a spud in the barrel or mm-hmm. take the tyre. And then they, they go to the next garage or point 
to to put the spud in the next one. Right. So on, and who does it in the quickest time? But the the, the slalom, which is the one you also uh, uh, sponsored, mm-hmm. you've got to go through around the cones to the end at the fastest time. Yeah. So, How did you, you go in that event, mate? Well, I actually went okay. Um, I think my time was 13 point something seconds. Mm. So I'm uh, getting my sore neck and stuff. So but the person who came first was um, Luke Presser yep. down in down in Wollongong. He's only a young bloke. Righto. G'day, uh, Luke. Second, How are you, mate? Second generation. Yeah. So he comes along. He's got a nice EH, which is like a race car, done like a race yep. car, roll okay. cage and um, like an old racer. And it's right. cool. It's different. And cool. Yeah. Something like we we probably drive around as kids. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, I hate to admit, I hate to admit that I probably wrecked three or four EHs as a young bloke. I think I'll have to check my friendship agreement then. I'm sorry, mate. It was a long, it was a long time ago, and they were worth like five hundred dollars each. You know, it was yeah, yeah, it was, exactly. it was terrible. Yeah. If only I'd known then what I know now, it would have been. Been very very different. Some blokes get very yeah. carried away in their cars, though, and they wouldn't drive them around doing what you were doing. Were there any real show cars there? There, there, there were. There was um, the one actually that won Grand Champion, apparently, mm-hmm. which was a an orange orange uh, panel van, EH mm-hmm. panel van, yeah, and built recently, and it's one it's been for someone at the top top sixty and all that sort of stuff. So wow. um, it, it's quite nice. Um, the van you saw. Out the front there, and that was built. Um, that was built 25 years ago. Yeah, and it still looks it still looks that good. Big wheels and still wins awards. He took away some awards from the event. Just so that well. I know what he's talking about here, Craig. This this van was Daniel and I live next door to each other. I've been in Daniel's shed and salivated all over his bits and pieces <laughs> and tools and toys he's got there. He's got more toys than any man should have, um, in my opinion. And, and I went out the out the front of the house uh, the other weekend after the all-state run, and there was like, I think it was like six or seven EJEHs uh, parked out the front, and uh, this brown panel van was parked directly opposite my driveway, and it's got, uh, I don't know what it's got under the bonnet, but it had four big uh, um, um, air cleaner, air cleaner elements sort of sticking out of the bonnet. Yeah, trumpet, trumpets out the bonnet. The, the yep. big trumpets out of the bonnet, and it had really, really, Clean. really nice wheels and a beautiful chocolatey sort of a, a paint job. Can, and can I tell you what the colour is on that one? What you yeah, please tell us. Yeah, it's called Royal Umber. What's it called? Umber, Umber, which is an original factory colour. Is um, it? Yeah, but it's put metallic fleck in it. It looks beautiful. It's absolutely, absolutely beautiful. Yeah. I mean, this thing, I just looked at it, Craig, and I thought to myself, dear, oh dear, I wouldn't mind that car. And, uh, you know... Uh, a lot of work in that. A lot of work in it. So, Daniel, how long does it take you to build, uh, build a car like that? Build a car? Depends how fussy you are and how many times you <laughs> want to recheck the gaps and things like that. So, mm. uh, mine, for instance, is just a, a, a driver. Mm. I built it just to drive and use it and have fun and all that sort of stuff, but... That, that took me uh, probably six years, six to yeah. seven years, but planning it probably from planning to completion, probably 10 years in total. Uh, so when you decide to, to get a car, I mean, we obviously, we see these cars sitting about, we see these things going down on the 
the back of an old car trailer and you know, we see this unfinished project and all that sort of stuff. These things can break you, can't they, if you, once you get involved? And there's a lot more to them than meets the eye. There is. The thing is, you meet a lot of... It's a journey about building one. Um, mm. And you've got, to, you've got to have a plan what you're going to do, I guess. Yep. And if you're going to modify a car like I have, um, you've got to speak to an engineer first what you can and can't do and yep. be legal within the limits. So, well, how do you find out what you can and can't do, though? I mean, you've, you've dropped an LS1 into yours. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you know that you could do that and would be okay? Well, I spoke to the engineers. And my engineer is based in Queanbeyan. He's a very good engineer. Um, but um, he's very fair in different things. He does a lot of four-wheel drives, but he's also an enthusiast as well. Yeah, uh, It goes on the capacity of your, of your um, power-to-weight ratio. Mm-hmm. So all that the that's where I say speak to the engineer. They'll work calculate it all out because it depends on what vehicle you're using. It will depend on um, what size motor you can put in. Uh, also, I suppose being part of the car club would be, a, be be part of it as well. I mean, you could see what other guys have built and got registered, yeah. and yeah. you could say, well, look, I wouldn't mind building one of those. Yeah, and uh, and taking it away. Well, that's right. And and there's a lot of guys in the clubs too that, that help out or. Um, with advice, um, a lot of people that, that were there to assist along the way. A lot of people have done it, and and they help out by making a component for you and that sort yeah. of stuff. Or um, that's that's how the car club works. And and nothing, you, you might meet some good mates, and might meet people you don't like, but <laughs> everybody's different, which is good. Yeah. So, um, no, I've met a lot of the guys that you're involved with the car club there, and we've you know we've shared a few beers and. Yeah. And we've cried over the football matches, and we've we've done a few, <laughs> done a few different things. But right. you know, honestly speaking, to build a car and and get something that you like that you can drive, obviously it doesn't have to be a Holden. It can be anything really, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, the object of the exercise is to be part of a club and to to get a bit of help and you know, be, as you say, it's about the journeys along the way, isn't it? Yeah, the amount of people you meet, um, you know. To fund my project, I, I sell a few bits and pieces of, of the ages and that and help other people out and they help me out. So yeah. it's a barter system plus building it, but you get really involved. And, well, um, I, just had a, I just had a text message from a listener. Yeah. And he wants to know if you uh, if you kept the vinyl seats in it. Vinyl seats. I've got, mm. I've got pleather seats. Pleather? The, chi- the Chinese leather, yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Yeah, pleather. <laughs> I've never ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah, it's, just, it's like vinyl, but it's yeah, pleather. Yeah. Well, so, guys, we're uh, sorry, Mike. We're on. trying to get Yogi on the call here, but we might just go to a song and um, yeah. we'll, we'll uh, stay on the line there. We'll be back in a minute, and uh, hopefully, Yogi will have joined us. So, righto, we'll put a bit of Lee Kernig on, eh? Lee Kernigan, why yeah. not? Why not? Righto, guys. Back shortly.
Probably better if you stopped complaining, then it wouldn't be so hard. <laughs> Mate, I've got a job, yeah. I've got a certain rep to maintain. When you make me happy with music, <laughs> you'll be, you know, you'll be asking yeah. questions. You'll be scratching your head. You'll be going, "What the hell's going on here? Yeah, where is where is Mike and and, and who took him?" So yeah, yeah. no, there you go. It's impossible to please you, so we'll just do what we want. No, 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 no. It is, no, it is very possible to please me. Is it deep it purple is, um, at seven a.m.? Deep purple at seven a.m. doesn't please anybody. Yeah, even you, uh, even me. That's what. That is, is, that a, is, that a, is that a hint, Mike? Is it? No, 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 no. We, we we had a bit of a we had a bit of programming drama back earlier on there, Daniel, when I was trying to work out. How to uh, how to do things and set up some you know, some automatic uh, play block changes in yeah. the software. And for somehow or another, I, I when you change one thing, you sort of you, you inadvertently may change something else. That's my excuse, and I'm sticking to it, right? Mm. Okay. And unfortunately, we ended up with Deep Purple, 
at 7.30 in the morning, which is never the plan. All right. Oh, okay. I like that. Early in the morning. Yeah. ACDC, early in the morning. So yeah. Well, yeah. there you go. I thought you, I thought you were complaining about my, my, my loud music. No, no. God, no. No, I wouldn't complain about your loud music, mate. I, 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 I certainly wouldn't dare. Um, you know, anyway, let's get back to the cars, buddy. Um, yeah. We were talking about the, the seats and the seating and things like that. I mean, how far can you go? I mean, well, when you, you strip one of these cars out, how far can you go? Is the sky the limit? Is the bank balance the limit? Well, I think the CFO is, 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 is partly the limit. Um, also, your bank balance. The, the CFO, the Chief Financial Officer. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She who yeah. must be obeyed. Well, for a man's perspective, yeah, you got to respect the, the household, <laughs> and and unfortunately, yeah. I've had to sell my my toys to, to buy a house. I've done those sacrifices, and yeah. and I miss it every day. And the ones that I've built, but you can't have them all, and you can't yeah. use them no more. So yeah. the house comes first, so they're sacrifices. So, mm. um, yeah, but. With the with how far can you go with them? Um, yeah, sky's the limit. So if you if you want to go and um, do a two door with, with pillarless windows, which I looked at doing, um, but you've got to get a, a full chromoly frame put into the car. Yeah. Um, spoke to the engineer about that. Um, yeah, you've got to pull full chassis kit underneath the car as well. So intrusion bars and so forth. So it works out to be a costly exercise if you want to just restore it like back to factory. Um, if it's a pretty good car, you could spend anywhere between, you know, thirty grand to forty grand just restoring a car, depending well, on what you you want. If you don't have a certain skill like painting the car or fixing the rust, or um, so there's a, there's a big process you've got to go through, and you know, it depends how much you want to spend, and how much time. Some people might just want to buy a car and drive it around. And, yeah, that's about and, where and, I'd go. Yeah, you don't want I'm to maintain not, it and just, just look after it. I'm not yeah. very much, I'm not a very tech, well, I'm not very technically minded. I mean, you, you know that, so. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but uh, for me, buying a car that had been built would probably be the way I would go. What yeah. What sort of money should you pay for a, a, a car that's been done up, depending on you know, a basic? If I was looking to buy... Uh, a, a sedan, for example, that had been been done up uh, without being modified. What sort of money should I be paying for that? Well, it depends on the prices, like with, with where it is and when you're buying it. It's, uh, it's all relative. Like during COVID, they went through the roof. Yeah, right through the roof. They've come down a little bit now. Um, using, you know, like a Sandman, for instance, as an example. Um, a Sandman. Do you say a Sandman panel then during just yeah, COVID time, you'd be picking one up for about oh, 100 grand? Now about $1,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now they're, they're, they're about 75 to 80. So they've come back a little bit. Wow. You know how much I paid for my Sandman? Yeah, six grand. <laughs> oh, we're 10 times that now, mate. Yeah. $6,000. She had the 308 in her, the five speed, and the and the uh, orange wheels and the big show tubes down the side, the twin hood like Caprice front end and all that. Yeah. It lowered in the front. She was fairly fat sort of a car. I really liked it a lot. Spent a lot of money on it too, by the way, but six yeah. grand I paid for that car. Yeah, so 
Yeah, the um, things we could have held on to, eh? Oh, yeah. mate. Yeah. Scary stuff. I mean, you, you have a look at... I, I saw a guy who'd advertised a um, a, uh, a Grice hardtop. And uh, they were a green, black, green and, and white they were back yeah. in the day. Yeah. They retailed at 6700 new. Yeah, that's what they retailed at. Yeah. I, I knocked one back at 8000 and now you can't buy one for under 160. Yeah. Um, and, and you sort of feel to yourself, my God, the, the amount of opportunities you'd buy, you'd buy 10 of them at eight grand now, <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. yeah. Um, but hindsight's a great thing. <laughs> well, if only we, if only we knew what we knew. Yeah. 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 But, uh, yeah. That's what happens. But um, so yeah. When's your next big event down Mittagong Way? So when so the, the, the thing is you can't have the, the event um, in the same location, uh, like you know consecutive time. So mm. the next one is already being announced. They get announced the final dinner and presentation. Yep. So the next one is at um, uh, it's in Hobart, Tasmania. So we've all got to go down to Hobart, Tasmania. Yeah. Um, this one will be a bit longer because we're going to add an extra day. To the program and do a bit of touring through Tasmania. So it'll be over the Easter long weekend um, and not next year, the year after. So every two years. All right. So you better, uh, book, better book your boat tickets now, then, basically. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So um, all your accommodation gets snapped up pretty quick down there. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's part of the fun. Then you, you plan for the next trip down, then you work, go down in groups, and that makes it part of the, the, the journey and the whole. You're taking EH for, you know, across, across the Bass Strait in the boat and driving to Geelong and you're planning all the trip and then you're mm. keeping all together. And then you've got to think of, okay, we need spare parts. What are we going to do? All that sort of stuff as well. So, yeah. Yeah. So, well, you won't have, uh, won't have access mm. to your workshop down there, mate. That's for sure. But sometimes there is, yeah, a local member who's yeah, that's coming to the All State Run that has a workshop mm. nearby. That's yeah. why they were all they were all here after the All State. Yeah. The guys that were travelling back to Victoria came here and we fixed the, uh, a couple of cars so um, to get them home, and yeah. Yeah, that we did. Yeah, yeah. I wandered out. I wandered out the front, Craig, and I said, "What are all these shit heaps doing parking the street out the front of my house?" Yeah, that one, of the blokes, one of the blokes thought I was serious. Huh. I think they did, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was just having a joke. Did one yeah, of them say he's better than a 90 parked at the front? or? No, no, no. Well, no. there was no yeah, 90 yeah. parked at the front that day, but no. It, uh, it was quite funny. Yeah. I thought they, they, they definitely thought I was serious for a second, but I think they cottoned on the finish, didn't they, uh, Daniel? Yeah, I think they did, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the local neighbours. So yeah, the local neighbours. Yeah, uh, I uh, I wonder about the, the well, you know, you and I have often spoken about potentially building a car and things like that. I mean, obviously, uh, you you sort of got to be fairly careful about what you pick. I know that you've had some shells over there that, that you thought would be all right that turn out to to not be. What yeah. goes into picking a car? What goes into the registration side of it? I mean, how does club registration work? What's the story with that? Club registration, um, that is more of a, a 
they've trialled it and they've changed some rules and different pieces. I'm not okay with it all mm. on the Club Rego side, but each state is different. Yep. Um, so Victoria, when I was in Victoria, I had my car on Club Rego, and that mm. was you, know, you pay you pay up to ninety days a year. So mm. you say. So um, I'm just trying to remember here, $100 say for 90 days. Yeah. For 90 days for that year. So you can use it once you do that, then you've got to wait till the next next year and then go again. Um, oh, you've still got to get your car inspected every year from what yep. I know of. Um, yeah. And also um, you have to carry a logbook. If you have an accident or get a speeding ticket or get caught with it, you can't, not insured. Right. So you're allowed so, to travel interstate on on the state yep. different state regos. Yes. Yep. Yep. Interstate on um, on uh, historic regos. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And do you have any yep. that actually drive to the events, or is it more of a trailer yeah. thing? Or no, we, we we some people trailer it. We call them trailer queens. Some <laughs> um, some uh, all state runs. You get extra points if you drive it there. So yeah. we went up to Queensland and a good friend of mine trailed his car halfway uh, and, and drove it the rest of the way. He was unsure about the reliability, mm. but um, he got it there and got it home again. So that's, that's yeah, that's bon- what that bonus type of people is. Sorry, say again. That's bonus points. Bonus yeah, points. so then you go for grand champion. So each event, each part of the event um, works with a point. So get you into the running for grand champion. So, All right. Well, those two fellows that drove across from Perth would have been in the running then because I saw the pictures of these two cars sitting at the end of the 90-mile straight. Yes. Yep. And yep. they didn't look like they were on trailers to me. No, no, that's right. And, and that's the whole fun of it, though. But building these things, you like to drive and enjoy it. You know, yeah. If you trailer it everywhere, you're not enjoying the actual car. You're just enjoying what you built. Yeah. Look, well, I can understand if someone's gone out and you know, built an absolute show car with you know, the, all the chrome and all the bits underneath yeah. that they wouldn't want to drive it around. I can understand. I can certainly understand mm. that. But I also yeah. understand yeah. the guys that, you know, that that they want to drive the car and enjoy it because mm. what's the point of having it if you can't play with it? You know, that's the well. That's that's true too. So um, depends on what their motivation is as well. What, yeah. Uh, what keeps them going and what keeps them in the club and might just you know, they love, might love just building them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's we're using as an everyday car too. Yeah. So. Well, I yeah. suppose there'd be a certain amount of enjoyment in building the thing and going, oh, look what I built. That's, oh, uh, yeah. There's a, oh, yeah. No, <laughs> doubt, no doubt about it. There'd be a certain, certain level of enjoyment in that. So what's next, Daniel? You got have you, you, you at the end of your rape as far as cars go? Or have you got another one that you're thinking about that you, you might like to build? I would like to build. It just depends on, on um, yeah, my health issues I've got. So yeah. we just work, do one step at a time, I guess. We just got to yeah. get some closure and um, see what the next plan is. But um, either way, I'll be doing some of the H's, that's for sure. Are you going to do the H's? Yeah. I know. I know. I know that. Uh, I know that there's certainly a few parts lying around here and there. I don't think you'll struggle for parts. No. So, no I'll, um, yeah, I'll have to. <laughs> I'll have to hide them a bit more. I reckon. No, sorry. <laughs> no, that's all right. Uh, no. no, look. I, I mean, obviously, uh, 
the the car, the whole thing can sort of take over over your life, and it can certainly be uh, a little bit of therapy, so to speak. And uh, yeah, yeah, there is a whole yeah. craft in it, though, isn't there? Though, you, yeah, you know, if you love doing it, that's um, yeah, good it's, for it's, you. If you love doing it, you mean, as I say, it's, it's it's more of a community. It's something better than you know just going down the pub every night. Um, yeah. or, and some people enjoy that. Yeah. You know, gambling, but that's their thing. But some people, you know, enjoy their own company too and yeah. think about things and plan for, you know, create things in their, with their hands. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, there um, you go. That's I, why we do it. I spent a bit of time making a few parts for blokes that were like the hot rod enthusiasts. Yeah. You yeah. know, building things from the from chassis up. And, and I, yeah. the fitter by trade, I used to make some special parts for them, you know, yeah. and, to, and to see a car start on a couple of drums in a shed, you know, to what they're taking yeah. out in public, you know, it's a great, great thing to watch. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's a different, I mean, it's a different level of, of experience altogether than just going out and buying one, isn't it? I mean, well, anyone, yeah. anyone can go and buy a car, but building it is sort of, a little bit different than that. It is. Yeah, and look, some, yeah, yeah, they are. And as is my van, it, it, it's precious to me. A lot of good friends and long, mm. no longer with us. Mm. It's helped. It's helped with that van, um, mm. build it, and a lot of good mates of, of new friends that I made along the way too. They've mm. helped with it. So, um, yeah, through different circumstances. So it's not about just that car meeting people. It's been, it's it's been, been a journey. Thing. It's been a journey. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I suppose the uh, that that's really it. Thanks for for coming on the radio and uh, and sharing the story with us. And you go, oh, you, we haven't told us about the trophy that you won, mate. The big Napoleon trophy. What was the story with that? Uh, well, that one there on the day of the show and shine, they had a they had a um, person from Shannon's. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to have a person from Holden come down, the local GM, come yep. down to the car show and pick a car on that day that he liked that best represent the brand. Yep. So now that Holden's no longer around, there's um, we've got the, the the Shannons have taken it over to do that task. Yep. Um, so I was, I was blessed with the trophy, being the uh, best Holden on the, on the day. Um, yeah, the best, the, the best, the best. Let's just let this sink in, Craig. Mm-hmm. The the best holding on the day amongst a hundred other other holdings. Yeah, you must be very proud of the <laughs> the trophy. Well, that's, that's what I mean. I'm very thankful for the good friends and so forth that have helped me along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't have done it without them. So, I mean, especially yeah, family, wife. Uh, making noise at seven o'clock in the morning with a grinder, those sort of things. How'd the neighbours like that? Yeah. Or you don't care? Yeah, well, I, I don't. I don't really care because I don't do it all the time. So, only when it's urgent. I always but, know when. Yeah, I know when Daniel's home because there'll be some noise going on out the back shed there somewhere, and and uh, my Faraday cage is pretty close to his sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and, hey, we're just. Um, uh, We'll just bring Miyagi in here quickly then, eh? Yeah, if you like, yeah. yeah.
Yogi, Yogi. Righto, Yogi, we're live. We're live. G'day. Yeah. G'day, how are we? We're great. Yeah, yeah. yeah good. We've just been we've just been talking to Daniel about how his car won the uh, Shannon's Holden Award amongst a hundred other cars on the day, and he's sort of downplaying it a little bit. But I sort of think it's a pretty special, pretty special achievement, Michelle. Yeah, you went know, in, in the Shannon's Award like yeah, you should be you should be puffing your chest out because that's <laughs> they're a pretty prestigious sort of bunch of people, and uh, yeah. well done, but well done. So yeah, yeah, that's. No, no, yeah, he's very humble about it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> very, very humble. Generally, uh, anyone that is, you know, you do it, you do, you do this stuff because you love it. You know, yeah, and what, no, what you're cheering no. out is what you're cheering out. And most people are, and, uh, mate, hold your head high. You've, uh, you've done exceptionally well there, that's for sure. Cheers. Mm. Cheers. Yeah. All right. Well, that's, that's pretty much. I've got nothing else. What have you got? What else have you got? Have you got anything, have you, Craig? You want to? To ask questions um, about? Yeah. No, I, I love the old I mean, Holdens. I, you know, growing up, I remember uh, my sister's first boyfriend had a EH and he was going what? through the rebuild and, and had yeah, um, yeah. had a fair bit of fair bit of coin spent on the engine. They yeah. Were, she, I think she's an 0186, but geez, she had some punch in her for, you know, I was probably only 10 or 11. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, yeah. What can you yeah. do to a one eight six, Daniel? Um, a lot. Yeah, a lot. A lot of different, a lot of different things. You can either go um, full race spec, or you can go. Yeah, then it does. Then it does it become reliable or unreliable? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, you want to drink so much fuel, put triple Webers on it. Um, you put a, they were just a good block, weren't they? Like they were a good start yeah. of a motor. Mm-hmm. Like they were the good. Yeah. They were the start of the year. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, from a from a motor without a turbo on the side, probably three three fifty horsepower. Mm. Yeah, right. Eh? Yeah, that's pretty good for an old six. Yeah, you get on cranking though, can't you? You certainly can. Yeah, um, there's one there. I think he's with a supercharger on the side, getting seven hundred horsepower. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was that was with the new head. That that so, thing, so yeah, yours has got an LS one in it. Yes, LS one. Yeah. That's a, yeah. Large as my engineer will let me go. Uh, some uh-huh. engineers might let you go to an LS2 or an LS3. Yeah. I don't. I, I haven't met one yet, but uh, my engineer says, um, yeah, no more than LS1. So for those data. who don't know, for those who don't know, what's mm. what's an LS1, mate? Where do they come from? Okay, and they're from the yeah, American 5.7 liter. You have in your, you would have in your HS Commodore. Yeah. Say for instance, and. So they went LS1, then LS2 in the in the VZ range. Yep. Uh, and then LS3. So LS3 was you know, the last they had, which is the VF Commodore. Yep. Um, the, the LS1 went right up to the VZ, uh, Series 1. Yep. And that's what's in my my car. I had one of those and gearbox, automatic gearbox. So and obviously you've had to do some serious engine bay modification to fit that thing in there. Not really. No, not really. Just no, um, it would have went straight in nearly, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have straight in. I've even got the extractors inside the rails. Um, the headers, I should say, inside the rails. And, uh, yeah. No, no tapping on the firewall with a sledgehammer. No, no tapping on the firewall with a sledgehammer. No, correct. No, no. Can't do no, that. It's a relocation of the firewall. Yogi, had, Yogi, 
Yogi put a uh, a, a Gen two in his uh, in his nine hundred and they had to make him look away while they tapped the firewall. There's no jam and a mate to go in. Well, I, I was actually on the forklift putting the motor in. <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the mechanic was putting it in, and he said, "Just go get me a coffee." I said, "Well, we just had one." He said, "You need you need to just walk out of the workshop for just five minutes." <laughs> As he walked over to get his sledgehammer and I walked and I turned around, he said, Don't look, I said, Right, I know anyway. Just to get it over the uh, over the radiator mount and over into the chassis, it just needed a bit of realignment on the firewall. But apart from that, we're away. Just in there like an absolute treat. So, yeah. that, I know that I know yeah. that you did have some, some interesting times with the headers there, Daniel, when you were trying to get those to go in there properly. Oh, I didn't know what. So yeah. I think two, yeah, two sets later. Mm. Um, yeah, as I said, very good friends uh, assist with those sort of things and mm. help them out with the skills of I've got. So, yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. That's what you do. Yeah. Great project, mate. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. 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 We, 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 we would have posted photos. We're posting photos, no doubt. Like we, we, we should be posting photos. And Daniel was uh, supplying yeah. some photos for us to put up and... And we'll be we'll be certainly posting photos. We'll probably do it tomorrow. Yeah, cool. Um, post okay. some photos, but it's a pretty nice looking car. And as I said, you know, I did say to Daniel that he could leave it in my garage. Well, if you even need somewhere to live, for sure, there's no drama. You know, we'd all take it. If it needs a bit of Western Australian sun, more than happy to bring it out here too. You know, like it'll be good for it. Yeah, uh, we'll be, uh, yeah. be over there in Western Australia. I think 2029. Apparently. Oh, you're right, mate. We'll be there. We've got the Allstate run, which will go to WA, so I'm, I'll be definitely driving over. Oh, 2029. That's a, that's a long way down the track. Well, that's what we sort of talked about. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So, but the next one, Yogi, is in, in Tasmania. So, mm. two years' time. In Tasmania. Mm, right, then sure Yep. Oh, well, yeah, we, we go at Easter time, so cross on the boat. Yeah, make your leaders work. Have you got any snow chains for them or what? <laughs> Someone else has just texted in a question, maybe wants to know what gearbox is strapped behind the LS1. Uh, just a, uh, a 4L60E. And what's so that when it's going? That's a, a 10 Commodore uh, transmission, automatic transmission that comes with the VZ. Yeah, it's the five-speed automatic electric overdrive. So you uh, basically got the motor and the transmission as a unit and sort of just bolted it in. Pretty much, yep, pretty much. And then yeah. up, up the back is a, um, a Commodore diff. So it's just like driving Commodore, Commodore ratio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commodore fuel economy. Um, yeah, Commodore fuel tank. So, and, perfect. And the brakes, yeah. where did the brakes come from? Yeah, off a of VZ Commodore. Off a of VZ um, Commodore as well. Yep, yep, the front. The rear is also the VF Commodore. Well, no. So, yeah. So what you're saying really is you could nearly go and buy a, an old Commodore and you could basically use that as a donor car to rebuild your... Uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. And, 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 and that's Good the way... Good luck buying one. Good luck buying one. That's the way yeah. we've built it in the way that um, if you break down somewhere, you can just walk into a shop and buy that part for that car and that'll work. Yeah. Geez, you'd, have to, you'd have to know. You'd have to know all the different parts, wouldn't you? Like, if you didn't build it yourself, you'd be mm-hmm. going, "I don't know what I've broken, and I don't know where it came from." Sorry, that's correct. Yes, that happened. Uh, you'd at least know. You'd at least know all that, wouldn't you? Well, I'd scratch my head and go, "Where the hell did I get that from?" <laughs> <laughs> we'll find it. 
<laughs> we will find yeah. it. Yeah, Mike, now, rare spares. How, how much can you get at rare spares, like rubbers and stuff like that? I mean, you know, everyone carries on about how good rare spares are. Would you uh, one fish in the sea? Yes, and the rare yeah. spares are very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but there, there are other companies out there. Um, are there? Other, yeah, there are. There, there's quite a fair few. In, you know, I'm still finding more that have been around for years as well. It's just that yeah. they don't advertise as much as rare spares. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, they're known by... The people in the know, as such, yeah. that have built yeah. the car and they bought this panel from this place, like old era, and yeah. oh, their panel fit really well. So oh. they buy the, they buy their panel from there, and everyone knows these panel, like for the, the bottom of the guard, will fit perfectly from old era. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. They do box sections for them all, so it's, it's not many parts that's not available for that car. So. Well, for for EJE, so, yeah. It was the best. What a, it was the best selling car in the eighteen month period. Yeah. Um, in, in, in the history of Holden. Yeah. Right. Eh? Yeah, you can't go wrong. Hmm. Well, so you know, well, you, you're talking to a bunch of dreamers and, and wannabes and think they're pretty good, handy truck drivers. You know, like, would yep. would you recommend resto on a car in this current market? Uh, well, everybody no. suffered a supply chain. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I would. I would <laughs> yeah. Look, not at the moment uh, in the current market. Yeah, I would just yeah. Um, I'm actually looking out for a, a car at the moment for for somebody, and um, yeah, we'll just see how it see how we go. The You're not allowed market. to say that out loud. Rose is listening, probably. Well, David, so if you've got a project sitting for a tarp in the shed, just leave the tarp over it and just keep trucking. Is that what you're thinking at the moment? Moment, yeah. It's, yeah. Prices are still. Money, if you're thinking of investing in it, but mm. if you're buying the car just to enjoy, anytime at the right time, you just go and yeah, yeah, yeah. But but doing a resto, like if you've got a you know if you've got a, a shell of a car sitting in your shed at the moment, our uh, uh, parts are seals and panels and you know different mm. bits. Are they available enough? Because I know we we hit, we hit a bit of a supply chain issue right across the last two years on everything. You know, yeah. is there, is, like if you've got a re- if you're going to resto a car and you're thinking about doing it, can you get these bits? Yeah, can you, you can get, get stuff? Yeah, hundred yeah. percent you can. Yep. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Half the half the fun is actually searching for those parts. So. Yeah, putting a bit of labour and love. You you know, you figure yeah. it out what you need yeah. to do and yeah, yeah, way to go. Yeah. There you go. Okay. Right. And if you're right. something built in Australia, there's, there's um, obviously a lot of parts still in Australia at the moment. So mm. yeah, yeah. I know, I know that I've had I've had several chats with different guys that have been around, you know, buying parts and things like that. And when they get when they get hold of that special little badge or something, and they're like <laughs> and they're, they're like they're like Gollum and Mike Precious, you know, like it's. They may have been looking for that part for ten months. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, despite all that, yeah. <laughs> oh, I've carted, I've carted these tractors as you guys probably know and aware of. I do. Yeah. I've had, I've had customers ask for the crank handle to be put in the toolbox, the the bonnet ornament to be taken off, the yep. seat to be taken off. Yep. Because mm. that, like you can't, like I've carted some 1920 half par tractors, and you yep. can't yep. get the the crank handle is worth more than the tractor. Really. Yep. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, it's phenomenal. What, what, and the, and everyone wants a crank handle for them. So some of these tractors we've carded, and I've had, I've had people that don't want the location known, 
as to where right. they come from. Right. Because they're they're in the middle of Western Australia and they're well preserved. Yeah. So there, there's other stuff on farms and like bonnet ornaments, man. That's phenomenal. Yeah. What they're like. Well, yeah. Well, they, they can be worth a lot of money, can't they? Well, they are. And you just, to me, well, you know, if you look at them going down the road, they look like a lump of rust down down the road. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. They're not yeah. even remote. I've carted tractors in the 1920s that are all but running. Yeah. Yeah. And complete. So, which was on TV the other night, I reckon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you'll go, you go to a shed and it'll be full of them. Yeah. I know, I know, I know. And it's just so much gear around it. Well, so, oh, it's good to see, you know. Like, yeah. What's the hardest the part to get for an EJ then, Daniel? The hardest, the hardest part? Yeah. The hardest part. Mm. Um, Usually it's those 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 chrome things, you know, the chrome parts like the chrome bumpers and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that yeah. sort of stuff. But then in good condition, yeah. yeah. Um, but being part of the different clubs and that sort of stuff, and people have got something, you know. I think the hardest part. Uh, a guy rang rang me the other day needed an ashtray. Uh, right, up. Yeah, he needed a good ashtray. He bought two and got chipped on on online. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. anyone that is all damaged. Yeah, that's right. That happened too, yeah. We had to do that. Yeah, that's changing cars once, didn't we? I can imagine there'd be some people around that sort of oversell what they've got. Something yeah. yeah, some, some people, people think yeah. their gold is not gold, it's just rubbish. So, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. You know? How do you oh, get a job screen, though? Sorry, like it, it, it just fascinates me. You're driving the car down the road. Mm-hmm. I mean, the stone and the windscreen. Yeah. You can't just call windscreens over Brian and say, bring us a windscreen, can you? Well, no. I and mean, this is the part, the beauty of being in the ASR, that actually mm-hmm. happened to one of our managers of the Queensland. Yeah. Driving home after the ASR. First first travel, got to Arimba. Yeah. Um, big shout out to Doc and the team there. But um, yeah. they got to Arimba and... A stone picked up and smashed the windscreen. Yeah, he's, he's done the ring around. We've all done a ring around to see who's got one who's close by, and they found yep. one within 10, 10 minutes' drive. And they put him on the side of the road, and then off they go, back, and they got home. Wow. Perfect. Got out, mate. Good stuff. That's the, the car club community. Yeah, yeah, good. Well, yeah, there's value in being in car clubs, there's value in riding together and driving together and stuff like that. Join a club. That's what we've sort of come to that conclusion. Yeah? Well, we, we decided yeah. it's all about the mateship and journey and that as well, yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, it makes it. Uh, yeah, it gives you it gives you another out. Like we we probably truck drivers spend way too much time trucking, you know. And <laughs> end of the day, if you can find a nice little club that sort of gives you another another interest and another, you know, something yeah. else for your kids to buy and stuff. Well, that's fantastic for other mm. stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, he just got a message from your mum, Yogi. Did you? Saying she yeah, was mate. at the proving gr- Holden Proving Ground at Lang Lang. And they had one of every Holden made. Yeah. Mum, mum, mum lives in Kirrup and uh, volunteered a lot of her time down there. And mm. she, like, she was at the last thing, last event they did at the pro- Proving Ground there at Lang Lang. Yeah. And they had all, every Holden that was there and she catered the CWA or one of them catered for it or whatever it was. And yeah, yeah it was uh, fantastic. So it would have been an awesome thing to go to uh, that day. And um, yeah, mum, yeah, mum would have been 
Loving it. It's a number of bit of a rare event from way back, to be honest. So, yeah, yeah, I sort of got that right? impression. <laughs> 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 that's where you get it from. Yeah, no, that's oh, oh me, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. No, 100%. So, yeah, I, yeah. Mum or Because he's passed it on to his young bloke, because Jack's a bit of a rev head too. Uh, yeah, Jack, he's been a rev head. And so we've had to deal with that as 17-year-old and said he's lost him for three weeks. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and he, we took it off him for one week. So, oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> How did you manage he, to do that? You... <laughs> How did you do that? Oh, is he keeping it on the loose? Well, that is the problem, yes. So, you know, you've got to be firm. You, you know, with your kids, you, uh, yeah, you're, you're here to be parents, not their mates. So they're doing yeah. something wrong, pull their heads in, you know? So, no, yeah, no, 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 no. He's got to yeah. keep it on the rims. That's what you've got to do. Yeah, yeah. No, he's... <laughs> You need to understand and learn the value of uh, how to drive and what to do, and uh, yeah, bits of pieces. So anyway, someone's cool. been sarcastic and they said the Jogi's mum dressed like the stick. Yes, you were cool. Tony got the stick. Who is the stick? Who is the stick? No. What? No, it wasn't Michael Schumacher. He it was. was. It was. It, it was. Was it? One thousand percent, yes. And I only just realised that that, that he, uh, he he hasn't been in public for ten years. But he's, he like he hurt himself skiing, didn't he? Yeah, skiing yeah, accident. Yeah, so he's been a recluse for ten years, which you know, obviously, yeah, it is what it is. Very, very yeah. sort of recluse man, anyway. I guess. But, but um, there was that there was that German girl um, that died from uh, cancer. I can't think of her name. Um, she was missed up No. No, no, she was. Oh, she, she she was on um, on um, that Top Gear and all that sort of thing. I can't think of her name. Very old time was king. Yeah, Michael Schumacher. Well, yeah. well, Top Gear was original. Right. Yeah, there was some. There was some British guy who was the stick for a while too. I mean, I think there's been more than one stick. Well, it depends which you're talking about. Top Gear, you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that's that's true too. Yeah. 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 Well, it's so, been very interesting talking about well, some um, cars yeah. and things. Yeah, it's a good job. We've had you for an hour, Daniel. Sorry to take yeah. up so much of your evening. Yeah, mate. sorry about that. Too. A, little bit, a little bit double booked today coming into town. It's always a bit of a battle here in the yeah. West. But, um, yeah. yeah, you can look at the town and still have no phone range in WA. So thank you very much for being on the road radio. Daniel. No, that's right. I enjoyed it and uh, keep up the good work. Yeah, well, it was our pleasure. It was our pleasure to sponsor the Slalom event, and uh, hope everyone got a little bit of enjoyment yeah. and had some fun. So, yeah, no That's worries. Good. Thank you. Thanks, mate. I'll catch up with you later. Talk soon. Thanks, Bye. So, would you like to make a song request, there, Mike? Would I like to make a song request? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just like that, I'm supposed to come up with a song. Yeah. Oh, 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 well, don't make me do it. Right. What about we anything, do it, what about we do it a, for you? Anything by a struggling crawl. Right, eh? There you go. Anything by a struggling crawl. Any, you can't go wrong. You sure? Absolutely. I don't know about that. From their B-side in 1972. No, no, we're talking about A-sides. A-sides. <laughs> 
Oh, they, no, I, thought, I thought you would have had one ready to go. Why would I have a Why would I have a song ready to go? Did you two have a production meeting without me? No, no it's just not. No, just Mike keeps telling everyone how good his music is. No. Oh. Yeah. And um, anyway, right. So, just anything from Aussie Crawl. What are you going to play? Oh, we might just do a bit of um. Things don't see, mate. Why not? Right, eh? Let's go to that. What about unpublished critics? Yeah, right, eh? Since you, yeah, you come up with that pretty quick, eh? <laughs> hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Will that upset you, Mike? No, not at all. Oh shit! Is he reckless? <laughs> oh, no, no, not. Jeezy's oh, no, become not placid on all these drugs, hasn't he, Yogi? I, I don't know. You can't even upset him anymore. He's okay. gone a little bit downhearted. <laughs> oh, yeah. Downhearted. Oh, jeez. Just keep oh, dear, rolling dear, them hey, out, hey, eh? Hey, hey, we're all over this music. We might go with your choice, eh, hey, Yogi? Unpublished well, critics. Well, no, we should, should go with the boss's choice. <laughs> I'm not the I boss. Am not the boss. <laughs> that's about the only the thing boss. that's upsetting. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's right. I've got a reaction to it according to the
Woke up this morning smelling like lemons, salt on the back of my hands. Mouth was so dry, I couldn't even spit. My eyes felt like they were full of sand. I called Troy Jenkins to see if he survived. My head pounding like a stone. He started reeling off things I did last night. And I cried out over the phone. I did what? I smooched too. Oh, tell me the boss wasn't there. And I caused quite a scene when I stripped off my jeans and did a slide in the underwear. I did what? I mooned who? All this time I guess I crossed the line. Every hell to pay, but what can I say? I must have had a real good time. I smooched too. Oh, tell me the boss wasn't there. That I caused quite a scene when I stripped off my jeans and did a slide in my underwear. I did what? I mooned who? All this time I guess I crossed the line. I'm hell to pay. What can I say? I must have had a real good time. Take a 
That's uh, one of your favourite artists, Melinda Schneider and Adam Brand. Melinda Schneider and Adam Brand. Uh, I love, I love a little bit of the uh, Adam Brand, mate. It's, it's all good, all good in the hood. They say. Is it? They say. Yeah. We have we. Um, I mean, we do need to interview you, Mike, on your music eight. Is what really? I'm sort of getting to that conclusion. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like it, it probably will need to happen. I'll probably need to sit down with you. And then yeah. run run through your music tape. Well, my music, you want to do that now, do you? Well, <laughs> well uh, you know, I don't, well, I don't know. Are, we going are to you lose still under the influence or not? Sorry? So, yeah. Am I still under the influence of, of drugs? Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. yeah so there's a bit of Jimi Hendrix and purple. Yeah. No, 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 no. There's no Jimi, there's no Jimi Hendrix in my, uh, I no... No Jimi Hendrix skeletons in the closet. What about Bob Marley? I told no. Amanda this the other day, but Jimi Hendrix is the greatest guitar player of all time. Yeah, okay, I can understand that he could come to that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hundred percent agree with it, but I can understand that he can come to that. Yeah, yeah. He's the I mean, I've guitarist got a, of all time. I've got a few other choices of people that well, are probably like, look, look. As, look, there's no doubt about it. Jimi Hendrix was uh, a master of the uh, a master of the axe. There's no doubt about that. Correct. But if you look and you have a have a consider of some of the other people 
we can play guitar as well. Look at Brian May, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's pretty good. He's and, pretty good. Uh, Ted Nugent, also pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Um, you look at, uh, I suppose, uh, Brian Setzer from the Stray Cats and, and the Brian Setzer Orchestra now, pretty good. And then oh, oh yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brian I didn't know Setzer. Brian Setzer. Brian Setzer, I mean, do yourself a favour, buddy, to coin a Molly Meldrum. Google Brian Setzer and have a listen. I mean, I, I don't mind a bit of the old Brian Setzer. It would actually fit in with what well with what you uh, what you what you sort of like yourself. Actually, I think you'd be oh yeah, fifties rockabilly group. Yeah, rockabilly. Yeah, 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 there you go. There you go. Right, that's straight cats oh, yeah. rockabilly. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Rumble in Brighton is one of uh, one of uh, Brian Setzer's songs. And, so I mean, what? So your music, right? So you like you like everybody in the industry. If if like the way I look at music is some days it's shining, the sun's shining, yeah. and you've got different music tastes. Some yeah. days it's rainy, you got different. Some yeah. days you want to listen to nothing. Some days you want to listen yeah. to a podcast. Mate, if, I mean, I, there's a video of me smashing it out across the uh, Monaro Highway in the high country mm-hmm. on a crystal clear old night with ACDC banging in the speakers, you know? Mm. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 one night, but then some other day down the track, I'm listening to uh, you know, Lee Kernigan doing a country and western thing yeah. uh, in the middle of the afternoon. It just depends on what's going on. I, I'd make, okay. a mild, make a mild music, you call it. So, you know, you know Airborne, um, Iron Maiden, any of that harder stuff, okay. um, all the way through to... John Denver, Grandma's Featherbed, mate. I know all the words. I can sing along quite happily. You've got. Well, you, um, we might be able to do karaoke at Brisbane Trucks. Yeah. We might now, be able to how? But did you and Rose have music? Did you have headphones, or how did how did two up work? Well, we we would have headphones. <laughs> so so, um, you know, we'd, we'd sort of listen to mostly whatever we like. But you'd some Bluetooth headphones, and you sort of have. One ear, one ear out. You'd have a bit of a listen to that, singing yep. along, singing along to the music while you're wearing the headphones was right <laughs> out. So, yeah, you can't do it. You're always you're off. You're tone deaf, are you? Yeah, it never right. sounds good, and especially when someone someone's trying to have a little snoozy snooze yeah, at two no. o'clock in the morning. You're never going to sound you, good. I will say to you on on more than one occasion, Rose would poke her bloody head out from the curtains and say, "Will you shut up?" <laughs> Yeah, oh, I've got, I got I no doubt. Imagine I think she's a remarkable woman to go that far and back. I know she's remarkable, mate. Three and a half after years week we after week. It's well, three and a half years we ran the paddy pool yeah. together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. how yeah. to you, Rose, if you're listening? In uh, in what what kind of truck? Mike, just out of curiosity. It was a uh, it was a K200. <laughs> K200. <laughs> Cab Kenworth, mate. Um, Did you say cab over? Cab over. Cab over. Yeah. Kenworth. Oh, well, we didn't have a choice because we told we were towing two uh, two uh, chiller tort liners. Yeah, and, just hook uh, them up and go. You know, hook them up and go. Now you, 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 you had the best line alone. You said aerodyne, like you just well, said aerodyne. Well, 
And look, to be perfectly honest with you, mate, I don't, I didn't mind the big cab air, and I had lots of room in there, lots of space for the driver. Mm. Um, and for a two-up truck, you really couldn't go past it, I suppose. Um, obviously, I prefer driving things with bonnets on them, but that's just the way it goes. Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm for the, uh, for, I might get a spot on on the road podcast, but I'm going to do an interview with a mate of mine that's got a, a wonderful King Cab Aerodyne, especially yep. on the road. So, you know, I might even might even dabble my hand and, you know, try and do an, an interview with him. Do I think a, you should. Yeah. Do a road, oh, honestly, do a road honestly, trip, Gary. You should. Well, I've done a million road trips. <laughs> He's one of these blokes that, you know, we've been, we've been running the across the Nullarbor with each other on and off for 15 years, you know? Oh, right. So, yeah. I remember there one Saturday, funny enough, what we all know Patch with the SAR and Patch Field in West Australia and Andrew with mm-hmm. this, yeah, Andrew Solder, we, we all we all got to Norseman one day together. Yeah. And it was just one of those things, like, we're all there. And we're yep. all going across the paddock. And it was just an absolute belter of a Saturday. Like, yep. what, what a trip. You just go... What are you doing here? Oh, oh, oh Patrick Randy somewhere. Oh, what's he doing? Oh, fuck me. You know, everyone was on. Was out on the paddock and we had a great time. Well, and you can't great. plan that, can you? No. no, you just can't plan that at yeah. all. Yeah. yeah. Had a cracker of a time, you know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Nothing, nothing, like, nothing like you on a trip with a couple of good mates and you you sort of get out there and you're talking and just basically enjoying trucking and you're just doing it. Yeah. Great. I, love, I love that trucking life. Yeah, and that's what keeps us all there, though, isn't it? Well, it is, isn't it? It is. You know. I, I, yeah. There's, there's something missing. There's something missing. I agree. Well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I, yeah. We talk about the road etiquette to a certain degree. I think the etiquette's missing. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I think once that sort of comes, once we establish a bit of a pecking order again, I think. You know, you know, old drivers helping new drivers, and new drivers yeah. listening to old drivers, and yeah. you know, we can all we can all sort of get along back into a bit of harmony. I would imagine. Yeah, I would like to sort of think that somewhere down the track we can we can get back to a bit of that. I know that that the old mate Cam Dumsney, the uh, what do we call him, the Kim Kardashian of transport in Western Australia. Well, he's been to be quiet at the moment. He's been jet-setting all around the world. He's been jet-setting yeah. all over the world, yes, I know. He's been uh, been going he's off and me. doing his thing. But um, he he has sort of long advocated the idea of getting uh, some older drivers in to, to train the younger drivers and the apprenticeship scheme and, and all that sort of thing. And I've got to say, I, I, I think that he's on to something, really. Mm. It, uh, it does need, yeah. to be, does need to be something. We've, we've got to make sure that these guys are coming from overseas are uh, properly brought up to speed, I think. Not saying they can't drive, but perhaps they just might need to learn how to do no. it our way. Etiquette. The road etiquette. The road etiquette. The road etiquette. Bring back the road etiquette. I was listening to, uh, like, so I trucked all day. Saturday and all day Sunday. Right. I managed to re-listen to our Saturday night shed session. It's come across mm-hmm. pretty well, even though mm-hmm. we thought on the phone, we thought you sounded a bit flat, like lemonade being left out on the bench. Me. But, yeah, you, yeah, but you sounded really good. And, right. and we uh, and I managed to pick up one of our uh, life, uh, what is it, uh, autonomous trucker life according to God, Gord. Yep. yep. 
And he, they were talking about it with Mike Lombardi, and he was the same sort of thing. They were saying, yeah. if there's a handful of people you can just talk to, it'd be ideal. Yeah. Yeah. In America, they're sort of, they're, they're trying that, you know. Uh, yeah. Well, I've often thought the idea that we could put together a a, uh, a worldwide truck driver's panel of stuff that we can talk about the incidents. Because every it doesn't matter where you go, it doesn't matter what you look at, whether you're talking to someone in North America or England or Europe. I mean, I've talked yeah. to a lot of these guys, and we're all suffering the same problems at the same time. It's ridiculous. New Zealand, same as us, recruitment and retention, wages, yeah. uh, life living standards on the road. It doesn't matter where you are. We've, we've all got the same problems. Now the Americans are starting to get onto this idea that perhaps they should speed limit trucks. And I've been saying, for God's sake, don't let them do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's a bit odd, that. I don't want to sort of come yeah. to that point. The electronic work diaries and everything that they've got over there now that are mandatory. Uh, and uh, I think now there's, a, I think there was an article out in Overdrive magazine only about two weeks ago that says that the stats are saying that the effect of the electronic work diaries has been exactly the opposite of what they expected it was going to be. Surprise, surprise. What, so people are accepting to it, not leaving the industry? Sorry? So people are accepting the electronic work diaries? No, no, they, no, no, no. no are they saying, leaving the industry because of electronic work diaries? They're leaving that... the industry because of it and, and it's causing more stress for the drivers. It's causing incidents and accidents because... People are trying to, you know, they do the wrong thing, trying to get to where they're, they're, they're trying to get to within the time and, you know, all those things that I predicted when I talked about it two years ago. Yeah. The, the drivers would do. For a long time, too, what we both speak in that realm. I, I, I don't particularly like a, a computer telling me when I can rent. I'd yeah. like to actually, when I feel like coffee, I want to have a coffee. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. it, isn't it? Yeah, that's sort of in a nutshell. So, yeah. Right, so we, we slipped out of your music case into your trucking case. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. that's pretty good. That's pretty good. See? Good yeah. segue. No, music, mate, I'll listen to anything. Honestly, I'll listen to anything. How uh, long have you been listening to podcasts? Podcasts? Yeah. And oh, how, yeah. how did you get to do a podcast? How did you come to that conclusion in your head? To do a podcast? Yeah. Well... I, I did a podcast before I started the On The Road podcast. I did one called No Holds Barred. No Holds Barred, yeah. Yeah, yeah. which yeah. is still there on Spotify. If anyone needs to go and torture themselves, they can sort of go and have a listen to a few episodes of that. Um, and, and that started out because I, I thought that, you know, some conversations with some people uh, about any sort of a subject, you know, No Holds Barred, so to speak, would be a lot of yeah. fun. And uh, back at that time, I was writing for, for uh, Big Rigs magazine, uh, yeah. Big Rigs newspaper, and it was owned by uh, News Corp. And oh, News, yeah. Corp, News Corp uh, owned that, and then they and there was a podcast. There was a Big Rigs podcast, and they were doing it. And they weren't doing it very well. I didn't think it was very very good. But there were a lot of people with a lot on their plate trying to do a lot of things. And uh, so News Corp decided that they wanted to shut down Big Rigs, which they which they actually did. They shut the whole whole lot down and 
Big Rigs went away for a little while. Mm. And while, yeah, yeah. while it was away, obviously, that the Big Rigs podcast went away. And there wasn't an Australian tracking podcast anywhere to be seen. And, and Andy, Neil, and I decided that it might be a good idea if we did a, uh, did a, uh, a, a podcast. So I tried in vain to get the Big Rigs podcast. I tried to buy that, and uh, no yeah. one wanted to, to sell it to me. They wanted, they wanted to, to say they wanted to stay dead and buried, so to speak. So I, uh, I, I thought, oh, well, what are we going to call a podcast? And, and we fished around and we ferreted about and we came up with this on the road. Um, and, you know, fortunately we could get the uh, on the road podcast.com.au was available. So we, we went and we got all that and we set all that up. And then Andy and I started doing on the road podcasts. And I did the first five episodes, five, six episodes of that was sponsored by seeing machines yep and um that came about because i agreed to to find out exactly what the story was with seeing machines and how they work and 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 try and do that because they'll put them in our trucks where i was working and i was very unhappy about that yeah um so and i said so unfortunately the bloke i was working for let me go on the journey to to find out about it, and so Seam Machines agreed to sponsor the first several episodes, and I think from about episode eight up until now, NTI have been sponsoring the show as a major sponsor, and you know I thank them very much for that. And so we've done a bit of promotional stuff for NTI along the way, um, and obviously they we run the ad on the show, and 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 they've opened doors to me to people like Adam Gibson for the tech talk stuff that we've done and yeah. you know, all that other stuff. And that was where this podcast on the road podcast came from. Of course, in the interim, big rigs came back. Um, <laughs> but, uh, and I started writing for them again with prime creative media and, uh, prime creative, um, didn't bring back the podcast. So, we were, we were doing the podcast and we were, we were out there on our own for a while. Um, the Copy Southbound podcast started probably just after we started. Yeah. Uh, Copy Southbound is a, another fantastic trucking podcast. Uh, uh, Bruce Gunner, the guy behind that, and they, they were sort of more on the preservation of Australian history. So they've, they've interviewed some of the big names um, in in trucking in Australia, names that most most blokes would know or would know of. Yeah, they they're very good at interviewing people that shape the industry. Yeah, so Bruce yeah. does that, and we do, as, as you know, Yogi, we do uh, current affairs and the news and opinion and you know something to talk about today. We're preserving today's history, whereas Bruce is doing the older stuff. Yeah, and uh, so you know we. We're uh, we're you know, I'm quite happy to be in the same same genre, so to speak, as, as Bruce. But I mean, we're we're very very different. And yep. now, of course, we're doing what we're doing with the radio station, what we're doing here, and and uh, now the talkback, the live talkback, and and, and and the projects that we're working on here. So it's all coming along quite well, and it, it amazes me to see because I've been recording the these live shows and putting them on the podcast feed. And I find it quite intriguing that uh, the uh, the live shows are getting 
uh, similar numbers of people listening to them than the regular podcast. Yeah, right. Huh? Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah, people, people well, interesting. They, they long for something. They yearn for something. They want. They want. You know, want something. So I mean, if you, if, if, if anyone out there, you, you want to listen to something, we're more than happy to run. Copy Southbound on the radio. We're more than happy to run a podcast. We're more than happy to run a podcast about, I don't know, raising chickens. I, I don't well, know. I've been talking to, I mean, I mean, we want to try and get a, a caravan podcast. We want to try and get yeah. a four by four podcast, rough and running. Yeah. The, the issue with it is that all this stuff costs money to produce. Yeah. And obviously then you've got to get someone to do it, and I don't want to do a 4x4 four four podcast because, to be perfectly frank, I know nothing about 4x4s. Four yeah. You know? And I want, to do a, I want to do a caravan podcast as well, but I don't know a hell of a lot about caravanning, even though I own one and towed it around the country. Does so anyone know a lot about caravanning? I own a caravan, and every time I look onto it, it frightens the crap out of me towing it. I know that. Well, it's a little <laughs> bit different, isn't it, to, to tow on just a, yeah. a truck? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, push around a little bit. Um, yeah. Yeah. Be nice to know some ins and outs of caravaning. Well, look, there's a lot of education there to be done. I've had a bit of a chat with a couple of guys that that have uh, got Facebook pages and that, but it strikes me, you know, that that no one seems to want to commit to doing it without someone said, oh, well, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna reward me financially, then I'll do it. Mm. Um, unfortunately, okay. you know, we're not in a position to do that right now. So these no. things are just going to sit there on the back burner. So if you're out there listening and you know a heap about caravans, micronomeroadradio.com.au, send me an email. <laughs> yeah. Let's have a chat. Yeah. Or if so you just, know of a caravan podcast, if somebody's yeah. doing one, we want to play it. We want to run yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, there, there's not a lot out there. Um, you know, a lot of this stuff is sort of resides within the within the clubs and you don't know that I'm not across everything. Maybe there is something out there that we can tap into. Who knows? But uh, it's, it's, it's just, we just want to create a, a, a platform for people to you know, come together and, and learn and talk and have, be entertained. That's what it's all about. Yeah. Someone that and, wants uh, to come on and a help podcast, host I'll, I'll start that. You um, what was that? What was that, Craig? Sorry. Oh, I was just saying, if, if there's someone that you know wants to host something about a caravan thing, then you know, yeah, get in touch. We're, we're happy to help out. Yeah. You know, th- this is a way to get to get your voice out there. Yeah. Anything to do well, with Yogi's, being on the road and now cooking. Yeah, you said he's going to do a cooking podcast. Yeah, I'm going to do a <laughs> cooking podcast. So uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty pretty well nailed that. You know, so you've got the egg, mate. You've got to be more than just the perfect egg. Did you yeah, bring you your waffle than... your waffle recipe tonight? Uh, yeah, add two blokes and put it on the radio. Hey! <laughs> Get the waffle. I was having a chat with a bloke named Graham from Red Ark. And uh, I'm going to have a bit of a chat with him up at the truck show. I've had a chat with him before, actually. And we talked about, you know, wiring up your four by four and all that sort of thing. But there's plenty of this sort of stuff out there that we can do. Yeah, we've we got to got to know what you want. To hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, uh, We're it's, more than happy to chuck some wood between the three of us. We know a lot of people and yeah. we can find something that's of interest to any particular 
driving. We we want to hear about it. So. Yeah. so, Yogi, have you heard the latest news on the electric truck front, have you, mate? Well, what from Saturday night? From Saturday night? Yeah, the one, because the one I heard the Volvo, the king of the road, biggest mate. Volvo in the world, is mate. making the most electric truck. It yeah. absolutely is. And then I had a bit of a laugh today. I was when I was talking to Andy, we were doing the news today, and the and Volvo and some of the other guys that do electric trucks are saying they can't get their steer weights right, but Janice has built one, <laughs> F16. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. So that that's that's going to be going forward a bit of a a bit of an issue axle weight. Mm. Yeah. But if they've got it right, well, maybe we need long wheelbases. Maybe we do. Maybe we need some room for a decent size shed, mate. Mm. <laughs> Twin steers. Hey? Twin steer. Twin steer. Oh, yeah. Then you're defining the purpose of running. We, I mean, we're going electric to be better for the environment. Why are we putting more stuff on trucks that <laughs> can wreck more and involve the environment? Oh, yeah. <laughs> How's that for a question? But no, no, no. There's, there was a bit there. There was a bit there that came up. Uh, read a story, and I, and I know I'm not lying. It's going to take me on faith. I can't remember exactly where I saw it. I'll have to look it up. But the uh, the uh, electric trucks are actually. Uh, I think they're they they're talking about. The, the tyre residue and the fact that they're using more tyres because they're heavier, something something along the line. So, okay, there's no we're not emissions free. That's the that's what it comes down to. Yeah, no, no one ever will be zero mm. net zero. Yeah, it's yeah, definitely ever. not net zero. No, brakes no. wear out, tyres wear out. Yeah, yeah, batteries exactly. wear out. That's well, exactly we're all, right. We're never, we're never going to get to that net zero, are we? Yeah. Well, it's yeah. still built from steel and aluminium, and it's got plastic in it. Like, mm. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's sort it's of. A, it, it, it's in, in a way the wrong approach, isn't it? You know. You yeah. look at, you look at um, when they worked out, you know, the amount of amount of kilometres a product does to get to a shelf. You know. Yeah. Can travel from, you know, from from Melbourne to Sydney. In, in one one step and then get nearly back to Melbourne again to be delivered to, to oh. the consumer. It's yeah. don't even don't even start. You, you know you've only got to even look in the chemical industry. Makes you wonder sometimes what these people are thinking. Mm. You can buy different chemicals in Sydney. You can buy the, buy the same chemicals in Brisbane, mm. and yet someone will truck it from Sydney to Brisbane because it's it's a little bit cheaper uh, from 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 Sydney, I mean, I, God knows, I can't work it out. And it's the same with, it's the same with all sorts of products. That uh, yeah, yeah, seen. what crosses the country and yeah. yeah, what goes around and around is very, very interesting. Mm. Makes you, makes you, makes you really wonder sometimes um, at the at the way the supply chain works. When yeah. we, you know, when we see that. You know, you'll take stuff from from Sydney, for example. This is what you're talking about from Sydney, for example, to the uh, to the big W distribution centre at Monato in South Australia, where yeah. it'll be unpacked off the trucks and it'll be sorted out, and then a big W store in Sydney will get a load out of Monato. So 
some of the stuff that was bought there from Sydney ends up going back in a truck back to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, back to the store. Yeah. Uh, and that happens, I mean, yeah, all the big, all the big, what they call the big box stores all do the same thing. They've yeah. all got their distribution centres around the place where they take yeah. their truckloads in and then cross yeah. stock it all and sort it out into the store's orders and send it out again. Yeah, but it happens uh, with, you know, milk, meat. Oh, yep. A oh, lot meat can be killed in a, yep. in a local, like in a small yeah. regional town. Yeah. And it's trucked to a, a capital city, cut up mm. bits, and then trucked back to the local woolies in that town. Yeah. It's, you know? it's just ridiculous. A bit, when you bit of lamb might do an extra thousand kilometres before it gets on the yeah. shelf. And we're so about you mean we, we, we sort of miss the, the local milk bar? Like, is, is that is like a big business is trying to take lunch. over everything? Yeah. Did we well, miss they, the little milk bars and the, the takeaway shops and the, and the bakeries, the little things, the little community shops? You know? yeah. Well, they cool? seem as though they think they can do it better, don't they? Well, yeah, they, and make it feel like we're buying from a local butcher, but yeah. we're not. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, mm. you know, home, homegrown beef. Or well, what homes are grown at? Someone yeah. else's home, not mine. Mm. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. This, this, this all comes down to buying local, though. I mean, you're from a small, uh, you know, regional town, Catanning, right? Yeah, four thousand people. Four thousand people. So, what have you got at Catanning? Have you got a supermarket? You have an IGA or a spa or something like that? Yeah, got a got a Woolworths and an IGA. Right, eh? Yeah. Um, and obviously you've got a local butcher and you've probably got a local car yard as well. Yep, yep, um, got two. So we've got one butcher, uh, JV, meat, fantastic. Slip a plug yeah. in there, Jay. Good people, you know, support everything in town. Got kids that play everything, you know, yeah. footy, basketball, a whole lot, and JV's always there. And Keela, I was just from Jay, we'll do it. So, and, and he's, yeah, he's just nice people. So, yep. Got a couple of car yards in town. Got a Toyota dealership. Yeah. Another independent car yard in town, and I'm yeah. getting and, I, and well, was holding, but now I don't know what they are now. But yeah, so, yeah. The thing, what the point that I'm trying to make is that you've got everything you need in your little regional town. There, the thing the Catanning Scott is it's centrally located everywhere. We should have everything in Catanning, but yeah. the main thing we've got is we've got all the tractor dealers in town. Yeah. Yeah, they're all here. Yeah. yeah. So, so the the issue comes about though. You, you, I mean, I've driven through small towns all over Australia, and you drive down the main street of a lot of these small towns, and you'll see all the old shops that are now boarded up and closed, and things yeah. that are, you know, the old service station, and you, you know, you see where all these things were in days gone by, and as we've become more mobile. You know, we've now got the ability to go and do the shopping 150 kilometres away from where we live, if we choose to. And yeah. you know, some people go and do that because they might be able to charge, might be able to save five dollars rather than doing it at the local shop. And I think we've all got ourselves to blame a little bit that some of these local businesses are no longer around. Because if you yeah. don't support your local business, they don't, they can't survive. It's yeah. as simple as that. It's not rocket yeah. science. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah well, and we're we're a small business in a in a country town, so we yeah. we we support. I buy all my tyres, everything for the truck. I do mm. in town, except I like the services which 
which I do and I don't do in town, but that's not because most of the dealerships in town attract the dealers. Yeah. So when I'm working on Cummins on the motor, I've got a mob in Perth and a mob in Essendon. Yeah. So if we so but anything else, truck stuff, there's truck mechanics. Mm. There's a couple of truck mechanics, but they're mainly tractors in town. Yeah. So yeah. all the tyres, auto, leg, fuel, everything is all through town. We don't outsource yeah. it. Well, why would you? I mean, if, if you know, you've developed those relationships with your local business, yeah. Um, then you know they support them, and you support them rather, and they support you. It's just yeah, it's, it it's what goes around. We insure, we insure through Elders, which is Elders Insurance is in Katanning. Yep. Yeah. So we we run all that. So everything we do basically is best we can. We do in a town of. 4,000 people, two hours from anywhere. So we're two hours from the coast, two hours from Albany, three hours from Perth, two hours from Bunbury. Yep, you're right there and, in the middle. And, and we're hard of the great stuff. Anyone ask where Katanning is and what it's about? We're two hours to our nearest McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> two hours. So yeah. you, don't, you don't go some, you know, I feel like a big Mac, let's rip out and get one of those. Or a bit of dirty bird and slip on down mm. for two hours. Well, hey, young bloke, Jackie's got his ticket now. He Maybe you'll go and do a KFC run one week. Mm. never know. So, yeah. Yeah. I drove nine hours for a pizza once. Oh. Want to be a good pizza? Better be a Victorian good, pizza. It was a bloody good pizza. Anyway, that's a... It better be a Melbourne pizza. It was actually it was a Sydney pizza, but anyway, that's. Did I make? It'd be a bit fancy in Sydney, wouldn't it? They wouldn't make a good pizza in Sydney. Oh no, this particular bloke <laughs> made a pretty good pizza. <laughs> we, were, we, were, we were sitting around and, and we thought we might like a pizza. And where are we going to get a pizza from? Yeah, nine hours later, pizza. Yeah, yeah. stupid, yeah, got it. absolute stupid crap. That you well, now what's your take on pizza? There, you're you're, you're plenty of topping sort of guy, or you're. Oh, the man of toppings, or where do you, where's where your you badge? Fitness? Where's your badge, mate? You're asking all these bloody questions. Where's your badge? Well, I'm getting to know you, mate. I'm getting to know you. The people need to know who you are. Do they? Why do they need to know who I am? I'm just the idiot that talks on the buddy radio. That's just that's all I am. <laughs> who well, apparently likes week. pizza? Do I like pizza? Of course, I like pizza. Yeah. You know yeah. what? I, I like Rose makes an awesome pizza base. We very rarely buy a pizza these days. Yeah. So Rose does a pizza base, and I've got uh, my next door neighbour Dan that was just on here before has got a fantastic pizza oven, right? Nice. And and I've got a little bit of a pizza oven thing which goes in my big big barbecue. I've got a big matador barbecue with a pizza oven that sort of goes on it. And so we we Rose will make the pizza bases, and we will put our own topics on. We do the the meat lovers style pizza and, and all that sort of thing. We do like a lot of toppings on the pizza and a nice thick crust. There you go. A lot of toppings. See, I, I, I like them a bit spare. You know? Yeah. I'm more yeah, like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's a generational thing, you know. Thin, Maybe it is a generational thing. Thin and crispy and not too much topping. Bit of cheese, but... Yeah. Well, if you're going to go for the cheese and garlic pizza, right, Obviously, that's a little bit thinner and like a thinner pizza. And yeah, you know, I mean, cheese and garlic, you can't go too crazy with that. But I, you know, I, like, I like a cheese and garlic pizza, like to start off with. And yeah, then you'll, then you'll sort of get a do you like, do you know, do you like pineapple on pizza? That's no, yeah. no, 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 it's yep. a sin. Yeah, yeah, no fruit. 
No fruit. No See, fruit. I'm with you, Craig. Don't cook fruit. That's just wrong. No. Oh, oh you like. I feel the made a divide on on the road radio. Yeah. No, no, there is a divide. There is a divide there now. It's a hard divide. Do you like pineapple? Yes or no? And you're yeah. outvoted, Yogi, two to one. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. Tough. Um, no olives, anchovies, or pineapple. What do you mean, no olives or anchovies? Oh, yeah, oh, you're right. a little bit carried away there now. Yeah. Yeah, nah, so, so, you're next week, that guy. You're oh, in Hang on a wait, minute. Waiting to upset him. So we've done it here. <laughs> Do you like anchovies? Anchovies. That'd have to be the worst thing. That, who even thought of that? Like, picked that up and ate yeah, it. I know. Oh, we've got this little right. fish swimming around the seas. Let's try that on a pizza. Oh, that'd be yeah, good. Why not? Oh, look it up, Dave. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm not sold on anchovies. I don't particularly. They bring a flavour. Yeah, and I'm a bit the same with olives. I don't particularly like olives. They're not really. Yeah. My cup of tea. I don't. Well, I, don't I don't pick them off. Well, mm. I, I will pick off a lot of onion. Though. Like, I don't like a lot of onion. But red yeah. onion just kills it. Like the flavour's good, but you don't need anything. Mm. Yeah. Look out! I've just got it. My phone just gone ding. Someone's texted in. Yeah. Stuffed crust pizza apparently is the way to go. Stuffed yeah. crust. Well, I've made a stuffed crust pizza. I wouldn't mind giving it a crack, but I don't like a lot of cheese. Not too bad. I've never made a stuffed crust pizza. Who makes a stuffed crust pizza? Is it um, was it Pizza Hut used to do those, didn't they? Stuffed crust yeah, pizza. Yeah, they've all they've all probably had a go at it over the course of the time. It's just, mm. just probably liquid cheese or you know that bloody processed, highly processed cheese. It'd be terrible, you know. But anyway, oh, stuffed oh, crust yuck. pizza. What did I see the other day? Someone buddy uh, paid might have been in Illawarra paid thirty bucks for a chicken palmer, and they used just plastic cheese. Plastic yeah. Yeah. Well, there was a photo. There was a photo on Twitter today. Someone paid fifty bucks for breakfast at uh, at a Four Seasons motel. Yes, I'll say it out loud because it's not me saying it. It was them, <laughs> and and it was a burnt bit of scummy, crabby-looking bacon. And some scungy looking bloody scrambled eggs, and it was like fifty bucks. I'd have gone. No I'd have done. Way. I'd yes. have done me nuts. Some of those joints I, are getting I, a bit rich on their, their um, smorgasbord, smorgasbord breakfasts. Yeah, no, you can't go wrong. Yeah. You can't go wrong with it. It's all. You know, it's different when mm-hmm. it costs you sixty bucks. Sixty bucks. Yeah. I had um, breakfast in New Zealand when I was over there for the New Zealand truck show, and. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was forty two dollars fifty. I paid for breakfast. Forty two fifty. Forty two dollars fifty. Yeah, a lot of things are forty bucks uh, in New Zealand, isn't it? I don't know how they. Everything's forty bucks. Unbelievable. Yeah, I know. It's, uh, everything's so expensive. It's <laughs> forty bucks. Rose and I were almost laughing about it. You know, we're at, we're at this joint at the bottom of Mount Cook, and we went and we ordered breakfast, and it was. It was forty bucks right on the right on the nose. It was for the two yeah. of us. Yeah, bacon, egg, toast, coffee, forty bucks. And, forty bucks. And of course, the the, the, the girl at the counter said, "That'll be forty dollars." Thanks very much. And I just burst out laughing. And yes, yeah. Russ and I had only been talking about how everything was forty bucks. Everything was forty. I, yeah, bang on the money. And I said, "Let's see how close we can go to forty bucks." And we put the order in. That cost us forty dollars. And I, I just burst in that. And the girl behind the counter is just looking at us like we're both stupid. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, Well, they've obviously worked out the the tolerance level. Sorry? They've obviously worked out the tolerance level. It's 40 bucks. Yeah, 40 bucks. I mean, even remember when we went to that that joint, that steakhouse, everything was 40 bucks there too, wasn't it? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, with the New Zealand truck and mag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything was forty dollars. Yeah, it's crazy. crazy. I don't know. They crazy. paid for it. <laughs> well, they did. They did, didn't they? And yeah, uh, thanks, Dave. Thanks, Dave, and the boys at New Zealand Trucking Magazine for that one. And the girls. Yeah. And the girls. It was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was a great night. Yeah. Well, what was it? it? Wasn't Lone Star? It was something like that. It was. Uh, it, I can't remember what it was now. It was a steakhouse like uh, in Christchurch, anyway, near the airport. So there you right go. next to the airport. Yeah, it was like yeah. a like a like a Star Spitfire Park or something. I think it was called yeah. the actual place where we were. Yeah. I know there was a big plastic fiberglass Spitfire on a pole at the front. That'll, oh yeah. If you're in New Zealand, you're listening, and you're in in Christchurch, you'll probably know exactly where we're talking about. That's where you were. Yeah, the right next thing. to the airport. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So what's our plan for uh, Saturday night? Saturday night for the Saturday session. Mm. Uh, Where are we going to be? I might even be home. I might might even be early this Saturday night. No. That's scary. I might be waiting for you lot. That's scary. That is really scary. Are you bringing any special guests, Yogi? No, I'll try and find one. Yeah. Why don't you try and why don't you try and find one? That'd be good. Right on. That'd be good. That'd be I'll good. Have a little think around. Who can I ring for special guest appearance? Get right your on. old mate. Get your old mate Sav, mate. Sav would be good. I, I, I'd love to have a bit of a chat with Sav. Scott Savory. I haven't spoken to Scott for a little while. Actually, funny yeah. enough, we're... he's an elusive. He's elusive. Elusive man. The old Scott Savory. Yeah, right, eh? All right, I'll the challenge accepted. Sad trans. <laughs> we could get his uh, get his point of view. Oh, and, and just make sure that he knows it's a family show, all right? <laughs> uh, do you know how, have you seen that? Scott would be all over the fact that, you know, it is a family show. You know, have you seen a thing on, on uh, I've seen it on Instagram and that, and, you know, mm-hmm. like this bloke goes, oh, yeah, I'll be there Saturday night because I, I don't have any plans. I've just found out I've got a 40th on Saturday night. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it looks like what happened. Looks like, uh, <laughs> looks like it'll be just you and me, check that. Well, I might be able to get in early because you'll start at five in my time and I might be able to slip an hour or so in and then uh, yeah. wander off to the 40th. I forgot all about oh, the 40th. Man. That's all right. That's all right. Well, look, we've... I'll, try, I'll, I'll try and get him on early. We'll, 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 we'll be right, mate. We'll manage. Yeah, we'll cope. Yeah. We'll cope. Yeah. Oh, I forgot all about that. Lucy's She said, Don't you go making any commitments because it's a fortieth birthday party and you're supposed to be going, Dad. Mm. Well, she's probably listening to the radio. <laughs> That's what she said. You're going to a fortieth. Yeah, no, no, it's all good. It's all good. That's all right. We'll cover. We'll cover we'll for cover, you. We'll cover we'll cover for you, buddy. No, I'll try and uh, I'll try and go I'll try and get him on it. Five, seven, what do we start at seven? I'll try and get him on a five. See how we do. I'd love to have his uh, have his opinion about being cut off at the Norseman Theatre section by drivers from the subcontinent. <laughs> 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 you know you'll give it. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or am I just, or am I just asking too much? I don't know. Well, I'll, I'll ring, I'll ring him tomorrow. Tell him he fixed it. I'll ring him tomorrow. Oh, I'll give him no. tomorrow. Well, if, anyway, look. If he, if he decides to come on and have a bit of a chat, I'd love to have a chat with him. Otherwise, yeah, just say good day, good day from me, and good day from him. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, but, uh, no, Scott's a. He's certainly a. He's certainly a character of the Australian trucking industry. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and an absolute wealth of knowledge. Like I really feel honoured to have him as a good mate. Yeah. Even though, yeah, like I said, I haven't spoken to him for probably a bloody month or so or whatever it is. But Yeah, but so um, that's the thing about good mates, though. You don't have to talk to each other every day. And I guarantee you, if you start talking to them, it's like you were just talking five minutes ago. Mm. Yeah, which so, we will tomorrow. I'll find, yeah. find this little spot there to have a bit of a chat. But he's, yeah. you know, where he's come from and what he's done and what he's seen and, you know, yeah. and his life. Uh, it's, it's quite an interesting story, you know. Yeah. Very, 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 very interesting. Well, we're coming... Up to 10:30, I suppose. All done. We really should call it a day, shouldn't we? Yeah. You know, should settle into the groove and get it done, and uh, I might go and have a cup of coffee and go to bed. I think you should, mate. I know that uh, I'm certainly going to go and uh, and uh, have a bit of a drink and a bit of a settle down for a little while and think right. about it. Yeah. Cool. Right, thanks, guys. Craig. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Yogi. Thanks for coming. Thanks, Daniel, for being on the show. And yeah. You know, yeah. talking about your car and your and your, and we'll post some photos up. I'll, uh, yeah, it'd be great. I'll, uh, I'll go and sort that out right now. I will. Righto then. We'll call it a night. And uh... what are we going to go out with? Ah, oh. bang. <laughs> I like this one. I think I think it was uh, your mum, wasn't it? Yogi, a bit of she likes Bruce Springsteen. She oh, does. She loves a bit of Bruce. Yeah. So you know. Gotta like glory days. I think we'll have to end with that. That'll do. Glory days. Absolutely. Right, everyone. We'll be hopefully listening on Saturday night. No worries. Righto.
need signage or graphics for your truck, trailer, van, boat, equipment or business, the sticker shed is the fast and cost efficient large format digital print and vinyl 